Shkalim, Perik Zion, Mishnah Zion, 7-7, the last of the Perik, and we are continuing on that list, according to Rabbi Shimon, of the seven things that the Bezdin enacted should be paid for by public funds of the Machsa Shekel. So we have the last three in this Mishnah. Here the Mishnah starts out, Mishnah Zion says, Al HaMelech Vala Eitzim Shiu HaKohanim Neosan Behem. That when it comes to the salt and the wood, which was used as part of the sacrifices in the base of Mikdash, every zevach animal sacrifice had to be dipped in salt. Um, it's a pasuk in the Torah, as well as the wood which had to be used to burn on the pyre um, to burn those different karbanos. We're saying that the kohanim who are there doing their vote in the in the uh, base of Mikdash, who have a responsibility of eating the meat, and we're actually specifically talking about exclusively talking about meat that's kache kach, in which the kohana must eat in the azar, they can't leave. So those, we said they have permission to get benefit from the salt and wood that was purchased with communal funds. You remember, of course, that the kohanim have an obligation to eat um, whatever they have to eat, all the, all the meat, the sacrificial meat there, and we want them to be able to eat it in a way that they'll be able to eat it all as best they can. So we're allowing them to use the fire to cook it. So they have probably cooked meat as well as the wood, I should say, to cook it, and the salt to flavor it so that they will eat that meat. Um, but again, we're only talking about specifically kachim kachim um, that must be eaten, kachim kalim, and certainly their own you know, other food they have that's not sacrificial food that they might be eating in the basement for whatever reasons, that they certainly cannot use um, the salt or wood of the base of Mikdash for. That's the first of this Mishnah, and let's call it number four of seven, uh, five of seven, excuse me, five of seven. Okay, um, here, next is Va'al ha'para, shloyu mo'alin ba'afra, that when it comes to the para aduma, the red heifer, as they call it, incorrectly, technically, um, by the way, um, but anyways, heifer's a cow that never had a baby yet, that's not the point. But anyways, this, this para aduma, this red cow, um, has to, that they may get that if one makes use of its ashes, he's not violating the Isra of Me'ila. So the backstory here is that the Pasuk refers to the the Paraduma in Bamidbar, Parakutes Pasuk Tes, as Chatas He. It is a Chatas, from which you understand that it has a status as like a quasi offering. Of course, it doesn't go in the Mizbeach, it's burned, but it has a status, a quasi status like a carbon. We discussed this not long ago when we talked about using public funds to purchase the paradum in the first place. Now, if one would go on a riding, like a rodeo style, on the back of the paraduma while it's alive, he would be violating the Isra of Me'ila, getting benefit from consecrated property, and therefore he'd be liable to bring a Asham Ilos, etc. Now, that's true when the animal's alive. When the animal is dead and it's just ashes after it's been burned, so the Pasuk says, Chatas he, it, the animal is got the status of being consecrated like an animal, like a Chatas, but once it's been burned, not. So Midoraisa, there's no Me'ila applicable to the ashes of the Paraduma. The rabbis went and said, listen, they observed that people were making um, sort of profane use of the ashes. They're using it for their wound care. And the rabbis said, it's totally inappropriate. This is Paraduma ashes. We don't want people to make use of it because they have boo-boos on their legs. Um, and therefore, they said, if you make use of the paraduma ashes, then you'll be liable for me'ila. The problem is then people refrain from using the paraduma ashes, even for the right thing, which is when they were in a state of suffolk tuma, they weren't sure if they were tummy or not. So people were, ref- were refraining from using 
the ashes of the paraduma and the water and the echatas, that whole process, because they're afraid that on the possibility that they actually were not tame, they'd be inappropriately using the ashes in a way they would be liable, at least midirabanan, to me'ila. And therefore, seeing the rabbis um, did a full 360 and said, after all, no, we're not going to make you liable for me'ila on the ashes of the paraduma, like the Pasuk says, because we don't want people to hesitate to use the paraduma to become tower in the case where they are um, possibly tamay, suffix tamay. And finally, the last, the seventh, valhakinen hapsulos shiubaos mishel tzibor. If you have invalidated bird offerings that they should be paid for by the community, what is that talking about? So we already established not long ago, we said in the Mishnayos, that if someone was a mechusik yipurim, he was a zav or a zava, yoledes, a metzora, and they needed to finish up their tara process, which included bringing two birds, the yoledes not always, but if she couldn't afford otherwise. So, what did they do? They would go to the base Miglash, they had the shofar labeled Kinim, and they would put their money inside the shofar in that box, and then, kind of like a vending machine, if you will, the Kohanim would um, use the money to get the birds and offer it on their behalf. So people essentially could trust the Kohanim to fulfill their mandate and just put the money in the shofar and then walk away. The problem is, what happens if, after they put the money in and walk away, the bird that gets selected to be their offering somehow becomes invalidated, however it happens. Okay, it breaks their wing, it doesn't make it difference. However it becomes tummy or, or invalidated, excuse me, however it becomes invalidated. So now what do you do? We can't not bring the, any birds on behalf of this person because if we bring nothing, so unbeknownst to them, they won't get their kapara. They'll be eating in the base of Miklash or going to the base of Miklash and being over in Isra Karis, potentially. Um, you can't, they need to get Tahor before they, and they were relying on becoming Tahor by the offering of the birds, which they were allowing to happen based on the money they put inside the shofar. So we have to somehow um, ensure with an E that their birds get offered. The question is, who's responsible to ensure with an I that that happens? So according to Tanakama here, we say that the community ensures it by saying, listen, if for some reason your bird becomes puzzle, we will, the community will, meaning the money from the Mahsashekel money will be used to purchase new birds to bring on your behalf. Therefore, everyone has insurance. They always will have um, their birds brought when they put the money in the in the kinim shofar container, and that's what we want. So that's what it says here: al hakinim hapsulos. In the event someone's birds become invalidated, shiu baos mishal tzibor, the community will pay for them. However, Rabbi Yossi disagrees. Rabbi Yossi says, why in the world does it make sense to use communal funds? Mr. A gave shekel and then we're going to use it to buy Mr. B's private bird because he was a Zav or she was a Yoletus, whatever? No. Rather, Biosi says the same way we had said before, that there's sort of an unlimited warranty on, on the providers of the oil and the wine, etc. to the base of Mikdash, where if it gets spoiled, they have to replace it. So too when it comes to birds, there's unlimited warranty, and the bird providers need to commit to give replacement birds in the case that, for whatever reason, the birds become invalidated. And that's what he says. Rabbi Omer, Hamisapek Esakinim, the one who's providing the birds, that is to say, the supplier who's in contract with the base of Mikdash who's getting paid for the birds. Misapek Esapsulos, he also has to provide for any invalidated birds, even though it wasn't his fault, he delivered good birds, but there's an unlimited warranty that he has to make good on, and he can bake it into the price if he wants, that's no problem. But the point is, we want someone to ensure that the there's no loss of birds, that everyone gets the bird offered, and the person who's going to do it, says Rebiosi, is the provider of those birds. The actual is in it for economic benefit, and we'll work it out like that, let, let the free market prices run their course. And the halacha is like Rabiosi. So therefore, we'll have the provider pay for it. And not coming from the money of the community.